You're listening to the best breakfast show in the Listen, land. man, we've got Adil and Chabiling on the line. The reason why we've got Adil and Chabiling on the line is because there's talks of government uh, and they are considering a national state of disaster as a result of load shedding. Yeah. And we want to find out what does this mean. Good morning, Adil. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, so the last time we had a national state of disaster was for COVID. Um, obviously, this gives government increased spending. Uh, they can also fast track or jump over regulations. Is this going to work in dealing with load shedding that we have? Uh, look, I don't, I don't support whatsoever regarding the national state of, uh, you know, <coughs> crisis. You know, because given the fact that uh, when COVID was introduced, a whole lot of other laws came with them, you know, mm. like your curfews, like uh, restricting people on movement, like really a whole lot of things that were unnecessary were imposed in this case. I don't know what is the nature of this uh, national state of disaster and how it's actually going to be implemented. But given the issues within ESCOM, all they wanted to do probably was to bypass the PFMA, which is the Public Finance Management Act regulations that says before you do this and that, you must actually go through a certain process of governance. You know, So I'm not so sure what is the intention behind. Yeah. Are they implementing something that is going to make sure that they're selling power plants, they're going to be introducing partners, they're going to be introducing capital. You know, the whole thing is still sketchy and unclear. As long as we, we don't know the details, yeah. these things end up in a disaster. The last state of uh, disaster was itself a disaster. Monies went missing, there was a whole lot of PPP, PPE yeah. scandals and everything. So we don't really have a clue what is going to happen in this case. Uh, Fast-tracking, fixing ESCOM is a priority. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm assuming that they're going to accelerate maybe spending around IPPs. Will that lead to maybe more power being added to the grid, uh, considering that solar and wind are not always reliable or always available? I mean, you can't exactly store wind. No project on IPPs, if you, even if you purchase today, will be built in the next two years. So it doesn't help with a uh, load sharing today at all. So even if you say you are going to be fast-tracking the introduction of IPPs, wonderful. The only thing that is going to help right now is if people start buying their own rooftop solar solutions, instant installation and immediate uh, relief of the grid by consuming less from ESCOM. That's the only thing that's yeah. going to And that's, that's such a privileged um, you know, response to the situation at hand. What, what are your thoughts about uh, the people that are being arrested for alleged sabotage? Do you think that's going to be beneficial in any way? And where do you see it going from here? Look, uh, with regards to alleged sabotage, ESCOM is not suffering from sabotage right now. They are actually suffering from the inability to fix the units that are currently down. The arrest will wonderfully, you know, sort out the problems that are embedded within ESCOM. The issues of coal, the issues of, you know, people tripping power stations unnecessarily and all of those things. But the major damage, by the way, is going to be at when you're reaching stage six, people find areas with no electricity and they steal cables and they start dismantling the infrastructure like you've been seeing. That is going to be the most catastrophic situation in South Africa. So there is where the main major concern is. But in terms of the arrest on small little people who are currently being disruptive, it's not going to make much of a difference at this stage. Government often speaks about, uh, it's a tongue twister for me, Renewable Energy Independent Power Producer Procurement Program, right? They always speak about that. Um, yes. Is that the solution, and would that make any difference? No. I mean, guys, where in the world has ever 100% renewables grid worked? 
nowhere in the world. Mm. The world works on what we call base load, which is means coal, nuclear, gas, as well as the fuels. So you know, the fundamentals are still, the ideas are lovely. If you have a country where you're starting from scratch, you're building an integrated smart grid with all the technologies to support it, you can pull that off where you isolate users mm. from the main grid operator. Right now, we're all dependent on ESCOM because the infrastructure is built around the whole of ESCOM. And the only time you can be isolated is if you put in an inverter and you have your solar and you're independent. And now and then you just buy off from ESCOM as you require. So that is the strategy that should be encouraged. But it's a very small percentage of the population that can, at this point, afford to have that kind of a solution due to cost. Hopefully over time, the whole renewables market will be cheaper. Everybody else will be going into it. Yeah. And that is the hopeful, but only in five plus ten years from here or not. Re- not immediately on, re- on load shedding. Renewable energy versus coal. Um, <coughs> can... Can can you get clean energy from coal? Yes, there's something called HELE, high efficiency, low emissions coal. This is what is actually currently in the IRP 2019 of the uh, <coughs> Department of DMRE right now. Yeah. So we have a, a proper plan and a policy that says you can convert all this coal power, mm-hmm. power plants properly without wasting money into HELE plants, which means they are all high efficiency, they don't burn, they don't reduce, they don't cause smog and everything. They burn coal to a green level sure. and they make sure that the emissions are reduced. Yeah, it sounds like just the ad blue when you're using a diesel vehicle. No, thank you so yeah. much. We really do appreciate your time and hopefully we can find an end to these woes. I mean, when you're looking forward, Absolutely. how far do you think this these blackouts are going to run um, moving forward? As long as we don't fix the power plants that are down, the units in ESCOM, we're, we're not going to yeah. resolve load sharing. As That's about, what, that two years, that. three years? Minimum is two years right now. If sure. the focus can be on power plants, you can recover 6,000 in the next six to 12 months. And load shedding can stop. Dil, uh, Dil, so we don't, we don't, it's always, a, time's always an issue, right? And a yeah. lot of listeners want to ask you so many questions. I want to try and do it again. We tried the last time, obviously we didn't connect properly. We want to try and have you on the show for, uh, for a whole hour sometime in the next week where okay, people fine. can just ask you questions because there are so many questions, but obviously we never have enough time. Thank you so much for chatting to us mm-hmm. this morning. Much appreciation. Thank you. Uh, that's, thank you. Thank you, thank you. That's energy expert, Adil Nchabeling, um, basically saying that national states of disaster... According to him, if it happens, it's not going to be a good idea. And you can burn clean coal. Come on. Hashtag the takeoff at Radio 2000 ZA on all social media platforms. Be part of an award-winning team.